What is the difference between a TBI and NPD? Can the two conditions coexist in the same person? That's what we're talking about today at queenbeing.com. Let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel, I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse and toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. Does that sound good to you? If so, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. So this video is in response to a request made by one of my subscribers during a recent live chat last week. Real quick, if you'd like to participate in those chats in the morning or in the afternoon, I go live every weekday around 9 a.m. and that's central time and every Tuesday around 1 p.m. central time. So Monday through Friday at 9-ish a.m. I'm live right here on this channel. If you don't wanna miss one of my sessions, you can text Angie Live to 33222 and I'll text you right before I go live, five minutes before I go live each day. Won't text you about anything else. This way you'll have a heads up and you'll never miss an opportunity for a live session. You can also just subscribe and hit the bell notification button. But sometimes people tell me that that's not enough and they don't get the notifications in time. So just to be safe, if you wanna make sure you're there, go ahead and text 33222 and text Angie Live to 33222. Let's get right into this, shall we? So if you've ever dealt with someone who has had a traumatic brain injury or TBI, you probably already know that one of the first and most prominently displayed symptoms tends to be a problem with anger. That is, someone who is affected by a traumatic brain injury may display anger more rapidly and intensely than they did prior to the injury. They may also display things like egocentricism, a marked lack of empathy, and various delusions that might seem outrageous to you, and maybe even a serious propensity for blurting out whatever comes to mind when it comes to mind, with no apparent concern for how this affects the people around them. Sound familiar? Even more surprising, they can also sometimes target their own caregivers with these delusions and anger, worrying that they're not really there to help them. They get a little paranoid. Maybe these people are actually out to get them. And they can have extreme anxiety, missing memories, and PTSD to round it all out as a result of the injury. In addition, they can seem to feel very entitled at times. Let me give you a little bit more of an inclusive list of TBI symptoms, okay? Angry outbursts is one. Comprehensive tension problems, confusion, dizziness, vertigo, headaches, irritability, nausea, personality changes such as once being optimistic and becoming pessimistic after the TBI, reduced attention span, sensory changes, sensitivity to light or sound for example, short-term memory loss, sleep trouble, vision changes, and if the person who experiences the TBI does so as a child, they often stop maturing emotionally beyond the age the TBI occurred. So they may have the EQ, the emotional quotient of someone who is five years old, seven years old, 12 years old, depending on when the injury happened. These qualities are often confused with narcissistic personality disorder or NPD. Now the truth is, if you are dealing with someone who has a TBI, you might find yourself feeling very alone and isolated, just like you would if you were dealing with someone who has NPD. The difference between the two conditions is really difficult to see. And in fact, it rests mostly in the way they feel about their behavior, from what I understand. So it isn't really necessarily that simple though, because the person with a TBI may also be a person with NPD, and this could have been the case prior to the injury, but not always. So the person with a TBI could 
at least on occasion, understand that they are being unreasonable and they might feel embarrassed or upset about their own behavior. It's almost like they can't control it because of the injury to their brains. Well, it, maybe it's not almost like it is like they can't control it. The TBI makes a person feel confused, as I said, and often they feel like they don't have a lot of control and like they're alone, lost, fearful. As a result, they project their anxiety and stress onto you. In reality, they wish they could just make the injury go away so they could get back to their normal lives. And at the same time, they may be angry at the world in general because of the injury and the change to the personality, which is often unfortunately shot in the direction of the primary person, the person in the spot of the primary relationship in their life, as we call on the, in the narcissistic abuse recovery world, we call that the primary supply. But in this case, it's a little bit different unless it's a comorbid condition. So this is a difficult place to be because if you're the person in that primary relationship spot, what you get is straight up narcissistic abuse. I'm not saying the person with a TBI is always a narcissist necessarily, but the injury itself often causes a lack of empathy and other similar symptoms and behaviors to that of the narcissist. The lack of empathy, for example, is a a typical effect of a TBI because empathy is suppressed when the brain is injured. Unfortunately, egocentricism sometimes takes over in that case. So the abuse can be almost identical to narcissistic abuse. This is confusing for a lot of people and it puts us in a difficult place because so often we don't even know that a TBI has occurred. And unless the person tells us, we don't know. This could have happened to them when they were three years old. Maybe they don't even know. You know what I'm saying? In fact, until around 2000, most people never reported a TBI to their doctors or other medical caregivers because partially they just didn't know any better. And I mean, back in the day, as long as a person wasn't bleeding or, you know, and when they woke up, if, if, if they said, they would ask them, well, what's your name? What day is it? Where's, who's the president? If they could answer those basic questions, they assumed it was just a knock on the head and they'd be just fine. And maybe in some cases that was true, but people didn't seek any medical follow-up. So we may have a whole rash of TBIs running around out there acting like narcissists very scary, isn't it? This could lead to some interesting and horrifying consequences, obviously. The first being the development of the narcissistic personality. Now, this may be in part due to the fact that the person stopped maturing emotionally at the time of the injury. So if it happened in childhood, like I said, a person with a TBI may be 12 years old emotionally or seven or 15 or however old they were when the injury occurred. With the lowered EQ in place, the adult self may be genuinely incapable of developing beyond that point emotionally. So this makes the person with the TBI feel anxious, confused a lot, and it's quite honestly, it's furiously bolstered by the fact that no one seems to get him or her. And in reality, the person affected by the TBI doesn't get other people. It's insane. I personally, I find myself endlessly fascinated by how the human brain works. And this has given me new paths to research. So I want to thank you for that. But while I am an expert in NPD, I am not an expert in TBI, so I want to share some information with you from some people who are experts in TBI. And I'm going to start with Dr. Stuart C. Udofsky, who is the DC and Irene Elwood Professor at Chair and Chair of the Manager Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences at Baylor College of Medicine. In an article in Psychology Today, Udofsky writes that it's common for TBI and personality disorders to be comorbid. He notes that both conditions 
are very common. And, he's, and the CDC actually says that about 1.7 million people are victims to TBI every year. These injuries are responsible for about 52,000 deaths, 275,000 hospitalizations, and more than 1.3 million hospital visits every year. Yudovsky points out that the published studies of all personality disorders show that between 11 and nearly 13% of patients with TBIs also demonstrate personality disorders. And of those, 0.61% seem to demonstrate NPD. Yudovsky also notes that personality disorders may actually increase a person's risk for sustaining a TBI, interestingly enough. I find this fascinating. Uh, he says that due to their personality disorders, they may have a propensity for impulsivity, recklessness, irritability, and aggressiveness which may mean they may have more fights, more physical altercations with other people, and they may display other risky behaviors that could lead to injury, like jumping off a bridge or out of a moving car or whatever. And unfortunately, if that is the case, the TBI will often intensify the symptoms of NPD and other personality disorders, which leads to the inflation of that person's inability to accept help or support from the people in their lives, including family and friends and healthcare professionals, of course, since they can otherwise often appear normal. This makes it really hard for doctors to even identify the TBI at times, especially for the TBI that happened way back when, when they were a child before we knew what we know now about a traumatic brain injury. So this, like your standard NPD situation, will often put a great deal of painful emotional consequences, stress, and more on the family and the caregivers of this person with a TBI. And the relationships will almost inevitably suffer as a result of it. Yudovsky adds that the person, if the person had a personality disorder prior to the TBI, the relationships may have already been tenuous and that they may be unrepairable at this time. They may have always been unrepairable, let's be honest. But without serious intervention, this hardly ever will happen. Interestingly, and perhaps on a positive note, Yudovsky does say he has had some therapeutic success in treating patients who are who have had a TBI and who have a comorbid personality disorder such as NPD. So in the case that he actually talked about in his article, the TBI patient he mentioned had been NPD prior to the injury, but since then sought treatment after the injury because of the injury. So when he came to Yudovsky, Yudovsky was able to use a combination of prescribed medicines and intensive therapy on a variety of levels, according to him. I, I found that really fascinating and I thought that you might be interested. I'll try to remember to link to that below. Another study found dementia and Alzheimer's disease exacerbate the symptoms of NPD. So this is another interesting brain thing, right? Apparently, as a person's brain succumbs to the disease of dementia or Alzheimer's, the affected person becomes, understandably, increasingly frustrated by their inability to accomplish things and to articulate themselves as they could before. If they had a personality disorder prior to coming into the dementia or the Alzheimer's disease, the fact is everybody who gets dementia and Alzheimer's goes through this. But when there's a personality disorder on top of that, it's even more intense than before. So people who are dealing with and with Alzheimer's or dementia tend to begin to stay focused on getting their needs met and how, on how to communicate those needs to other people. So if they were NPD prior to the diagnosis, their, their symptoms may be displayed more prominently than ever before. Depending on the type of narcissist they were, when their looks begin to fade and their talents become a thing of the past due to these horrible circumstances, a narcissistic injury is created. And this tends to cause them to lash out at everyone in their path even more than your standard 
normal person who comes into Alzheimer's or dementia. It's a really unfortunate situation. And according to Janet M. Cromer, a professor and a registered nurse who has become an expert due to her own husband's TBI, a brain injury can also contribute to psychiatric issues, including depression, severe anxiety, substance abuse, or OCD. Some survivors, she says, experience post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, as a consequence of the circumstances and medical events that caused the brain injury. How about that? So how do you manage these relationships? Well, without therapeutic intervention, you'd manage it a whole lot like you'd manage a standard NPD person, someone with NPD. But if you know that you're dealing with someone with a traumatic brain injury, knowledge can be power and you can attempt to convince that person to get help from a qualified psychiatrist or medical doctor, other medical professionals, and attempt to support that person through the treatment and maybe come out all the better for it on the other side. I can go into more detail on this in a future video if you want, so if you are interested in seeing that, let me know in a comment below. Now it's time for the question of the day, and the question of the day is, have you experienced dealing with someone who has a traumatic brain injury? And if so, do you think they displayed symptoms of NPD or other personality disorders during or after, you know, before or after the brain injury? If they did display symptoms of a personality disorder, are you aware, did they have it prior to the brain injury or did it occur after? I'm very interested in starting a meaningful conversation on this. So share your thoughts and your experiences in the comments below. And let's talk about it. I'd really like to see a meaningful discussion going here. All right, that's all I've got for you today. Thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together.